0: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathard. This is just another episode of
1: Monkeys Getting Amorous with Football, starring the House Republican. All right, well, good times. <laughs> Joining me now, Republican Congressman from Florida, Carlos Jimenez.
0: Nicely done. Expectations are Jim Jordan would get even fewer votes uh, today. Uh, there's that. So we still don't have a Speaker of the House. And John, kind of an interesting story about the Missouri Speaker of the House. Dean Plucker was on our show recently. He's actually going to be running for Lieutenant um, Governor. This is something that's been out there for um, for a while. What's the story with the Missouri Speaker of the House?
1: Yeah, Dean Plucker this week apparently fired his chief of staff, Kenny Ross, for folks at the Missouri State Capitol. He's been chief of staff for the last three Republican House speakers and Todd Richardson, Elijah Harm, Rob Viscovo. And it comes in the wake of some allegations have been floating around from the chief clerk of the Missouri House about what were termed kind of potentially illegal and unethical conduct by Plocker because he was the one wanting the House to spend, I don't know, like $750,000, $800,000 to hire a private firm to manage constituent information. So there's, there's some things rolling around there. And Kenny Ross, we understand, is now working for Caleb Rowden. Um, And and looking at races,
0: incidentally, if you get the most money, does that mean when it comes to campaign finances, talking about candidates for Missouri statewide office, we're talking here close to home, does that mean you win?
2: Not necessarily.
0: Sure doesn't hurt, does it?
2: If you have the least amount of money, it probably means you're (laughs) going to
0: lose. Uh, Is anybody, so in the race for governor right now, Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe, um, basically uh, he leads when it comes to uh, money there. As a matter of fact, uh, Bill Eagles' camp reached out. And said, hey, campaign finance reports uh, are out. Can we come on the show? And I said, Well, let me run it by the other members on
3: the show, and we'll
0: see.
2: Is that what you're doing now?
3: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and here's the other thing about the fundraising. I'm fine having him on to be on but any any of well, them that yeah. are running, but it depends on what they want to want to talk about. But it, go ahead. You want? Yeah. to Well, I was gonna say. Here's the challenge. We're a year away from the election. That's true. And. And, and, and it's
0: tough because um, – and, and people sure and we've had each – and some of them, you know, when you're in a newsmaking position, for example, Mike Kehoe, he's lieutenant governor. He's in a newsmaking position. As a matter of fact, we're talking about Buy Missouri Week, which is That's happening right. right now. And you have these people on and then trying to discern, okay, is this a campaign for governor or is this your role as lieutenant governor? And then you have somebody like Bill Ligel and I like his political mindset I like his conservative values. Uh, and we have lawmakers on from out of district on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, I find it interesting I to do these too. people on. But when um, people keep wanting to come on, like, you know, it's October of 2023, we got a to wage.
3: And, I, and I, under, I understand. Yeah, and I, I will respect. And you do a great job uh, handling that. I just want to make one very quick point about the fundraising. And uh, I, I look at it. Um, I don't make a big deal out of it in news, but Stephanie, I've made this point before over and over. Regardless of those fundraising numbers, if you didn't know anything about those fundraising numbers, mm-hmm. if you look at tweets and you look at the response on Moledge Twitter, you'd think Crystal Quaid and the Democrats have a supermajority in Jefferson City. I mean, it's the same group that is. Oh, I mean, they and they have a huge following, and any Republican that puts out a tweet, it. It makes it sound like our state is three fourths a Repu- uh, three fourths Democratic. If you look at a Twitter, it's just the opposite. Missouri has a super majority. But it is interesting on Twitter how that makes it look like that.
2: Well, that and Bill Igel, I mean, he is super active on Twitter. He is? he is constantly tweeting almost like he is a Democrat. I mean, he's on there just as much as them. I would say, you know, Jay Ashcroft is visiting every county in Missouri. He's probably in rural counties during the day doing his work, not able to get on the Twitter and perhaps not even having a, you know cell phone access. It, similarly, Mike Kehoe has been at every event in the last, you know, 6 months visiting real working people. Yep. Um and so unlike Democrats, you know, our conservative leaders are out there meeting with uh citizens, community leaders, business leaders, getting the work of the people done rather than sitting but, you know, trolling behind a computer. And so I would say that's why uh we th- you know, Missouri Twitter is taken over. It looks uh, heavy on the Democrats because the Republicans are out there working hard.
3: Yeah, you'd, and again, like I said, you'd n- never know it looking at Twitter. Um, but that, that's, that is interesting. Uh, Kehoe, by the way, was just in, ta- in Columbia. I know he's been in Jefferson City, and you're right, all over the state. Kehoe was just at the Columbia Sheltered Workshop Friday. I interviewed him there. Um, I, think, I think back to the Missouri GOP Senate primary with Greitens and all those
1: guys, and you talk about money being spent There was that one, the Show Me Values pack that was the one with Rex Sinkfield and all them involved. And they came up with, gosh, what was it, six, seven million bucks to go directly after
3: Greitens to make sure he wouldn't win the primary. But in 26, you're right, um, and that's a great point, but in 2016 no one thought eric Greitens was going to win that primary i mean it was either going to be Han- although bruner was pretty strong but it was either going to be hanaway that was a good
1: point it was it, who is this guy and where did he come
3: from well and and it, it, he in those ads attacked peter kinder but the, the conception was or perception was that it was going to be either hanaway or um, kinder and um, chris Coster came darn near close to being elected governor in this state sure did chris coster did and quite frankly he is way more conservative than the democrats left in the legislature right now been very he
2: also had all the trial lawyer money
3: he did i mean he and was, he flipped but, parties but he also had the backing of the missouri farm bureau he did they, they so I that that uh, jaws dropped in the room when i was at the farm bureau when they had endorsed him but Donald Trump, nineteen plus p- points. Uh, he carried a lot of Republicans over the top. Senator Blunt has a lot. I mean, Senator Blunt campaigned hard, but he can thank Donald J. Trump for 2016 because Candor and Coster did very well I believe they were at 49 and 48 percent percent respectively
2: they really did and the thing you know I'd like to say you know the more money always wins out Brandon the the race that like sits in my mind where I'm like the it you know the the, the general rule could be broken is the Galloway McDowell race That's from true. 2018 <laughs> and if you were <laughs> Brian, last if you recall, Galloway out fundraise McDowell 50 to 1 and she almost won. Mm-hmm. Sandra yes, McDowell did. almost won. And I think that's the Trump, maybe the Trump factor still lingering. I don't, it,
0: I don't know. Completely forgot to tell you all this yesterday. Guess who I ran into it? uh, uh Hy-Vee off of Conley Road in Columbia, Nicole Galloway, oh. Florida State Auditor. Yeah. Awesome. She was with the little kids. She's buying, you know, celery and milk and stuff. And I'm like, Nicole!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bothering former elected officials at the grocery store? I did. This is why Travis Kelsey has to buy a private mansion. People
3: like you. There it is. And one thing about her, she she put up a formidable campaign against uh, Governor Parson in 2020. But again, Missouri is a bright red state. At least it is right now. And um, she, she, I thought, ran a really good campaign. She was very good at speaking. I interviewed her. But just this state is very it's, it's ruby red maybe, maybe it'll change we'll see but right now all the numbers show very very strong numbers for republicans
0: the other thing i wonder here we're talking about this campaign uh finance reports and but you look at the uh current um let's see the folks that lead in money um let's see dean plocker uh, i think right now has more than raider uh, State Treasurer Vivek Malik, the incumbent, has more money than his opponent. The incumbent Attorney General Andrew Bailey has more money. And we sit here and talk about this, but I wonder, does that matter to, like, if I'm a voter, it just, you know, Joe Schmo, and I'm uh, I'm a plumber or I'm an accountant somewhere... Is that something as a voter that I'm paying attention to? And I don't know because I'm too in it.
2: You will be paying attention. And the reason why money matters and we're a little bit self-interested here um, in that money buys media. And for a lot of these people like Dean Plocker, like Holly Rader, they are very well known in their Counties in their areas, right. but they are not well known statewide, and so in order to become well known, they will then make large media purchases. a lot of this budget will go to TV radio, whatever um, sure. to try to inter- even just introduce themselves to other citizens from around the state and so um, so right now, you know you hear these numbers, but you know we all get to that point um, late in in the cycle where it's like if I hear one more. A uh, person asking for my vote or get one more mailer, right? Or one, you know, that's ha- that's how this money is going to get spent. And so eventually, uh, you know, how well you might know these candidates, how well they might be able to, and their packs obviously, spend against each other and get into these, you know, run negative ads. Um, all of that really comes down to dollars and cents. Well, I
3: agree. I agree with that. A lot of it will end up too in, in you should t- television radio, a lot of it will end up in rural radio. Rural radio uh, and, and our station, quite frankly, our stations, um, people listen and uh, they vote. They vote. And they generally, I would say most of our listeners probably vote in the Republican primary would be my gut feeling. And
0: if you're, lis- you're listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri right now, And if you're a business owner, that's something to think about. You're not the only one listening. I'm not a salesperson or anything. It just plays one on the radio. <laughs> but that's why I would encourage you to call... Zimmer, radio works, and I that's don't know. Nice. Who, I don't know who said as far as marketing your business. That's people say, "Well, I don't want to spend the money." No, it's an investment, and it. Believe me, it it works. Ask anybody who you hear on this radio station. It works. Ask them, and that's they're right. like, "Yeah." What was it? And I know some people are like, "Well, uh, times are tight. I got to pull back on on marketing to save money." I don't know who said it, but somebody said, "Um." Pulling back on 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 marketing to save money is like trying to stop a watch to save time. <laughs> it doesn't uh, doesn't work. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri. Producer Hannah has pictures of her wedding posted on the Wake Up Mid Missouri Facebook page. Beautiful. I do.
4: That's yeah, very Thank nice. You. So
0: earlier when I said I said I want to correct two things that I've said this morning. Uh, I said here's what else is hot with Hannah. The pictures of. Hannah's wedding. I didn't mean to imply that Hannah was hot, nor did I mean to not imply that she's not hot. I just, was just—it's
4: one of those. Uh, just leave it alone. You're making it worse.
0: Because <laughs> what I was trying to say is everybody is looking at them based on the comments and reactions, so you can see that. The did other... you see
4: who commented on it?
0: I did. Oh, can we cover that at eight thirty-five? Sure. All right. Well, because we've also got some interesting texts. Uh, regarding getting out of speeding tickets. (laughs) (laughs) And I got a personal text from somebody in law enforcement. I'd said, and I prefaced it, I thought enough. I said, well, I'd heard, read a book years ago. There's a guy who wrote a book, How to Get Out of a Speeding Ticket. One of the things he suggested was, uh, well, you know, go ahead and and ask for the court appearance because apparently the law enforcement officer who gave you the ticket has to show up. And a lot of times they will not show up to court. They want to go to court, especially if it happens to be their day off.
4: We've got Sheriff Wheeler (laughs) coming up in the next segment, don't we? He's calling in to give us some tips and tricks.
0: So I had somebody from local law enforcement saying a two-word text. A two-word text after I said that. The two (laughs) words in that text. uh, We'll cover that. Coming up at 835- Here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Meanwhile, getting ready for the morning bell business news with a little twist.
2: We have some business leftovers, stuff that we haven't gotten to yet this week. And also, you need to watch out. This
0: is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathart. Bell business news with a little twist.
2: It looks like stocks might rebound today after a down day yesterday. All of the futures are in the green. So while that might be good news, we have some bad news coming your way. As far as your regular subscription. Now, Netflix had good news. Their stock price soared. They added like eight and a half million subscribers. When they cracked down on the passwords, people were like, I'm just going to cancel Netflix. What did they do? No, they they bought their own account.
0: I'm going to quit watching the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick.
2: No, they they still purchased Netflix. So they uh, added, um, yeah, uh, well, eight point. I don't know how many users. Eight point. Oh, 8.8 million subscribers, 8.54 billion for their third quarter revenues. The numbers are very similar there. Um, so a good time, but they said, Hey, thanks for subscribing. Guess what? We're going to raise the prices. So despite adding. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All these extra users, which you would think, hey, if more people are on the platform, then everyone gets a break, right? Like, we should get a discount. Nope, they're going from $10 to $12 for the basic plan, 20 to 23 for the premium plan. Of course, you can still do the ad-supported plan at $7
0: a month. That's harsh. That's, that's almost mean. You're like,
2: we did the right thing. We stopped sharing passwords. We played
4: by the rules. We signed up. So I'm uh, halfway guilty of this. So, of course, I got booted off my parents' Netflix account that we were using um, because they cracked down on password sharing. So, one one day when we went to pull up Netflix on our smart TV, there was this lovely little message saying, Hmm, it doesn't appear that you're on your home's Wi-Fi. Are you traveling? (laughs) Or basically, should you get the heck off this Netflix account? Just curious. Yeah, so I, I, (laughs) you know, the husband and I had to start our own Netflix account. And we feel like real adults now.
1: May I ask then yourself. they said, are you paying your student loan yet?
4: <laughs> right. I actually did just cancel a different streaming service because they raised the price again and I got mad about it.
2: Yeah, well, that's not the only thing that you're going to get an increase for. This might be coming to you if you're not already paying for the verified badge on Twitter, which I think is like $11 a month. Um, Twitter is still free or X, sorry, Uh The platform formerly known as Twitter is still free in the U.S., but uh, Elon is announcing, hey, for new users, and right now they're rolling it out in New Zealand and the Philippines, basically to even use Twitter, you're going to have to pay a dollar a month. I think people will say yes. I don't think people are going to not use Twitter.
0: Probably doing it with Netflix. I mean.
2: Yeah. um, And a dollar a month just seems like, okay, whatever.
0: Yeah. Where can we find you on uh, Twitter?
4: Stephanie S. Bell. Hannah producer underscore hannah
0: marsh kws news and mine is let's check at <laughs>
4: it's literally your name
0: but it's backwards it's uh, transposed at rather
1: brandon
2: would you pay a dollar for twitter no i think i'm still paying for the eleven dollar verified thing i just had it's like i turned it on and then I, to see what it was about i don't i think i haven't turned it off
0: and that's the morning bell
2: <laughs> wait <laughs> one more thing though uh also uh linkedin is cutting we didn't get to this yesterday cutting 650 jobs which is funny because linkedin is where you go to get a job right (laughs) (laughs) always (laughs) a lot of times um but and and this we've i mean we've asked this question before is ai going to take our jobs and linkedin is basically saying yes that they have cut uh these positions because they are focusing on um on artificial intelligence and that they have an ai tool that's going to help recruiters and all this other stuff so uh
0: pretty pretty crazy so they're starting to see some of the effects of now that artificial intelligence is available to joe schmoes like us um what is happening another good place to find jobs this
3: is wake up mid missouri with brandon Rathert,
1: bacon mccarthy McCarthy. dumbass
3: This is a hot mic
0: moment. Brian Kilmeade, Fox News. They were doing a live feed from, I think it was the first vote, first failed vote for House Speaker for trying to make Jim Jordan House Speaker. He didn't know his mic was on. Uh, He called one of the lawmakers uh, uh, a, a dummy. And he addressed that yesterday. And he's owning it, man.
3: My seventh hour of broadcasting, my last words were dumbass. Those were the words that were
1: being carried everywhere. I was like, wow, your mic was open, your mic was open. My mic was open for six hours and 58 minutes. Nobody cared what I said. But I say one word on an
3: off-mic moment, and everyone's like, wow.
1: And we are all, I'll
0: speak for myself, and then I'll defer to Stephanie and Mr. Marsh and producer Hannah. He's pretty accurate, isn't he? Well, three and a half hours, it's all good. And then all of a sudden... One little thing that triggers somebody, and boy, do we hear about it?
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. Representative Tolson Reich. <laughs> oh yeah. What'd she say? Oh, oh, you weren't here then. No, hold on. Right, <laughs> I forgot about
0: that.
4: Huh? Were you, you
0: here when that happened?
4: I don't believe so. Oh, yeah. we well, were. What wow. did you do? Ooh. We'll Turn,
0: get we'll get Turn right. very pale. Uh... Brian were you in the studio you remember Cherie Tolson rice when she was on the show and we had to hit the bleep slash uh, dump button last week do you remember you may not have been in the studio
3: at that moment in time remember I I don't remember a I remember it was very entertaining, but I don't remember that. Part. Oh, it was entertaining. It was incredible, actually. <laughs> it
1: was on the on the backside of my, that would be all except for this feature.
4: Yeah, <laughs> you guys conveniently didn't uh, didn't share that one with me when I asked what I missed while I was out.
0: Completely <laughs> forgot about it. Cause, uh, uh, <laughs> so you just convenient. tried to move right on
1: after that one.
0: Yeah. Um, you can go to the Wake Up Mid-Missouri podcast on demand anytime, all the time. 93.9 The Eagle dot com, KWS dot com. And I think it was a seven o'clock hour from last Thursday's. Show or maybe Wednesday show. Check it out. Actually, can't hear it because we caught it in time.
2: Well, and people regularly ask, "How come if I'm watching the video feed, I can't see you in the breaks?" There's a reason Hannah turns the mics off on us.
4: Also, you can hear it on the Facebook video.
0: What?
2: Hmm?
4: Yeah, the dump button doesn't work for yeah. the online oh, oh. no, during
0: commercial breaks.
2: Did oh. you hear me just have a panic attack?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, we're all freaking out. Wait, you can hear us during the commercial breaks. Um, that's why you should go and, uh, yeah, so what happened with state representative and elected, she's been elected, what, four times to office? Oh, this her fourth term, fourth, final term. term?
3: Yeah, because she elected in 2016.
0: Uh, yeah, and what she said, so you, I guess you could actually go and watch the video from last Thursday
4: show. So, uh, normally you can't hear what's going on on the video feed, but every once in a while I forget to turn my microphone off in commercial breaks. (laughs) And I'm a little concerned when I was making fun of Rathert earlier, going, I gotta pee! <laughs> I think my mic was on in a break.
0: <laughs> every I'm 52, uh, and like every and I drink a lot of water here in the morning, and like every, when I get a chance, because, you know, our commercial breaks are so short, yeah. uh, like every chance, I'm like, okay, I think I can...
4: Well, the, pr- the problem lies in the fact that you will sit there for a couple minutes <laughs> twiddling your thumbs, and then when you only have Thirty seconds left. That's when you decide you absolutely have to pee right then.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Anna, How much time do I have left? How much time do I have left? <laughs> Am I uh, going to be able to make this? Am I going to be able to uh, to do this? Welcome into the show. So Stephanie Bell, uh, Brian Houseworth is here. I've got something I want to
3: say in a moment. If Uh-oh. I may, and no, nothing bad, nothing bad. Just something. That, no dump that, button. That, this is the thirtieth anniversary of my first full-time day in radio.
1: Carrollton Missouri, KMZU Radio
3: 1993 and I was uh, and Mike Carter and Miles Carter and and uh, I get choked up talking about it. They gave me they gave me a first chance for 30 years ago today. I was in training in literally trying to learn, I was 21 years old, 21 or 22, and learning the equipment. I was a typewriter, believe it or not, at the time. Reel <laughs> to reel. I mean, it was old. You, carts. You meant yeah. Brandon knows. Oh, yeah. If you're radio, you'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm in training one, f- maybe an hour, and Ray Copeland dies. Ray Copeland, at the time, if people don't know, you could Google him. He was the, the, maybe the most notorious serial killer in Missouri, I would argue in rural Missouri history. He would kill transients um, up in northwest Missouri, but he died while I was being trained. So my training went out the window, and I was put on that story, and that's where I learned to cover the courts. Um, That was a terrible, terrible case. He was prosecuted, by the way, by a guy here in Columbia. Kenny Holsoff, but uh, I, I definitely remember that thirty years ago. So was today. his wife, correct? Oh yes, she, she. They were both on death row at one time.
2: I have a question. So you said if you don't know who he is, Google him. But at the time you were doing this work, you would not have had access to the Google. Correct. So did you have like a set of like Encyclopedia Britannicas or something? How did you?
3: I knew it because I he I grew up in St. Louis, and his his case. You're right, and it was uh, covered in the wire. But I knew everything about it because that. Had been on 60 Minutes. I was a news junkie. I would, I would, it was my, my mission to watch football and Ed Bradley on Sunday night, 60 Minutes. Ed Bradley was in Chillicothe for the trial, and I had watched the coverage. Dick Ford in St. Louis actually went up there and covered it, so I knew most about it. Uh, to this day, I'm still, I, I regret because listeners tell me or told me at the time there were other bodies buried up there, but we'll never know. We'll never know, but it was it was horrible. But thirty years ago today, I started full time in radio. What a terrible case to cover on the first day, though.
2: And that was the beginning of Brian Houseworth becoming his own walking encyclopedia. <laughs> that say, makes so much sense
3: <laughs> between
0: Marsh and Brian Houseworth. like I have a feeling, Brian, because like you know everything. Like I have a feeling I could ask you what's the secret eleven herbs and spices <laughs> that go into Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't think be <laughs> I much. have a feeling you would know, <laughs> Stephanie. you Remember your very first day in radio?
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I asked you... like I was like, I don't know how to push any of the buttons. And you said, that's okay. You don't need to push any buttons.
0: <laughs> yep.
4: Meanwhile, I looked at my board and said, wow, that's a lot of buttons, and I have to push all of them.
0: <laughs> Hannah, you joke. would think Hannah is like a pilot in a 737 with what she handles in her uh, in her stuff. I was working on an oldies station in a cornfield in northern Indiana, tucked away between Indianapolis, Indiana, and Chicago. And... um and we and I also had to do sales.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I did news in the morning. Yeah. Then I went to the town square in Delphi, Indiana, and passed out a little newsletter that I put wow. together every day and then I sold during the day and then I was on the air at night and we had the GM. <laughs> Bill Dibble. he was the guy that would always go I'm going to be very honest with you. And when he said, I'm going to be very honest with you, guess what he was getting ready to do? All lies. Yep. Mm, wow. And he comes in, and, and I'm getting ready to do my first professional break in radio, and I'm coming out of uh, you know some oldies song, and I'm sitting there, and I've got my finger on the microphone button like a minute before the song uh-huh. ends, and I'm... And everything that I'm going to say. Uh, this is Brendan
1: Taylor from WNJY.
0: Joy, but and he's standing behind me going, what do you want on your business cards for sales? Because they wanted me to use a stage name. And I'm like, my name's Rathert, I'm not using a stage no. name for two reasons. Number one, I'm very proud of the Rathert name. The other thing, it's Delphi, Indiana, man. <laughs> I don't need a stage name, dude. I'm good. Sure. And so finally, <laughs> he, as soon as the song ends, he walks out, and, of course, my first, uh, this is uh, Brendan uh, t- Taylor, uh, the double w- WNJ. That was uh, in the Israelites, and the, the and I just completely butcher it, oh. and there's a guy standing behind me. His name is Mike, and he's standing behind me, and as soon as I then go to commercial break, I turn around, and I, says, I said, referring to the GM who caused me to do this, I said, why that? Yeah. Does he do that? And the guy training me does this. He goes, "Shh, turn your mic off."
1: Ouch! Oh wow! <laughs>
4: we just got a really cool text from Brenda at eight seven four ninety three ninety. She says, "I remember hearing Brian on the radio when I would go visit my grandparents in Carrollton." Wow! Oh. Wow! So that
3: would have been so. Brenda would would have been nineteen ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. I did news. So that did. makes Brenda. How old is Brenda then? No, <laughs> <laughs> but someone who obviously uh, we'll say she she she's seasoned. Let's, let's But I think that's <laughs> that's kid. great. I, I I think that's that's great. But I definitely ap- I appreciate that. Delphi isn't that the town? Ter- yeah. mm-hmm. God, the terrible! That terrible! Case. A small town. That's that, yeah. oh god, what Listen, a terrible Listen, here's how case. small this
0: town was. This is a slick move. We'll do some mailbag stuff yeah. coming up in leftovers because we do have some interesting suggestions on how to avoid a speeding ticket and um, and a statewide elected official is responding to Hannah's Facebook post. Yes, we want to get I to that. Saw that. that. Yes. Um, but this town on Wednesdays. All of the business... And there's a town square courthouse right in the middle. I mean, it is an idyllic, conservative American town. And on Wednesdays, all the businesses closed at noon. That's just what they did. And you would ask a lot of people, well, why do you do that? I don't know. It's just the way we've always done it. Happy hour. (laughs) Well, the golf eventually. Uh, But the story was, apparently, there was some ruthless, intelligent, but ruthless business owner... He was in the chamber there. We're talking like 20s or 30s. And he would start convincing all these, especially competitors, hey, you know what we should do? We're all friends. We should, you know, just start on Wednesdays. We'll close at noon, spend time with family, go do community stuff. And and it caught on. It became a big thing. And then as soon as everybody was on board, he quit closing at noon. And he stayed open until 5 o'clock. <laughs> he was the only business <laughs> open in town. Delphi.
1: Indiana. Coming up five minutes from now, we're We're able to sell him time, were you?
3: (laughs) This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Enjoy.
0: So I gave, it wasn't some advice, I was relaying something. Well, I heard this way to get out of a speeding ticket. One of the things you do is go ahead and try to. show up for court, say, yeah, I want the court day, because oftentimes law enforcement officer won't show up, especially if it happens to be on their day off. They don't want to spend their day off coming to court, and finding your traffic ticket. And uh, We had somebody in law enforcement locally said two words in this text when he heard us say that on the air. Two words he texted, bad idea.
2: <laughs> he said, you heard
0: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly via Texas, my daughter kills the officer with kindness to avoid tickets and always claims to have Jesus on her side. One day he's going to humble her.
1: <laughs>
4: when uh, when I got pulled over the last time, um, the, I was in my mom's car and the passenger side window doesn't roll down, so it was so embarrassing. I had to roll down the back seat window, you know, turn around in my seat and say, "Sorry, officer, that window doesn't <laughs>
0: roll down." <laughs> uh, also, in uh, leftovers, John, <laughs> you got anything for
1: leftovers? Yeah, we heard from Cole County Sheriff John Wheeler, since you were name-checking him. He said, I heard you guys talking about me on the radio. My advice, don't break the law, and you won't get a speeding ticket.
4: Yeah, Perfect. His, his, oh. his Cole County officers,
1: they're they are good. Had a nose. They're diligent, right? Yep. She's talking. To which we responded, LOL or be faster than the cop.
4: <laughs>
2: Uh, I mentioned this briefly earlier, but I just can't stop thinking about it. Uh, the EU, uh, Europe, has banned officially banned the sale of loose glitter, mm. and I can't decide—do I like this or not? I mean, I don't like the government controlling my life, but glitter really is a menace.
0: Which is worse, government control or glitter? <laughs> my goodness!
2: <laughs> they That's... say it contains harmful microbeads, and it's mm-hmm. part of their plan to cut environmentally harmful oh, microplastic by 30%. Did you ever think like glitter was harmful?
4: <laughs> There's all these fire. smart scientists sitting in a room somewhere brainstorming ways to cut down on global warming and the best they could come up with was glitter. No more glitter.
1: There's dozens of 7-year-old girls crying their eyes out over glitter-free birthday parties now. Mm-hmm. And
4: dancers.
1: We were talking about, uh,
0: electric vehicles. Um, hey, if you want to buy an electric vehicle, I don't care, but I don't like when the government says you're going to buy an electric vehicle for GM scaling back productions. Um, because they're saying right now there's just no demand. We got a text from a guy who locally works at a car dealership says, yeah, we have a lot on uh, the lot right now. Can't get rid of them. Um, And then the other thing, Steve says, I guess my questions on electric vehicles is about longevity. Rechargeable batteries have a finite lifespan. How long do they last? How much to replace them when they wear out? And I think people, more and more people are going, hey... This isn't really that good of a diet. And if you're buying them for environment, well, you use less gas. And these people apparently don't have an understanding of how much diesel and other stuff is used to mine the earth from the minerals and the stuff you need to make the batteries.
2: Also, I know we've been making a lot of requests today about cars and other things, but I have a request for our friends at the Department of Revenue who I know listen. Um, so earlier I said, you know, who's really keeping their gas receipts anymore? I feel like people did it in the beginning and that they are, you know, probably not doing it anymore. And you all humbled me and said, oh no, we are that petty. I'm going to get every penny back. I am still keeping my receipts. We got tons of texts from you all that said, yes, I'm going to recoup every dime. And I wonder, does the department of revenue, when they get those. Forms back in. Do they track it by county? Because I would love to know what the pettiest county in Missouri <laughs> is. County. I think they should.
1: Yeah, I think, Pettis County.
2: There you go. I think somebody should get a trophy for this. Of like, hey, you won the highest like percentage of citizens that turned in the gas tax receipts. I, I think Mid Missouri would probably win.
0: I love that idea. Uh, And then Hannah has posted pictures of her wedding on the Wake Up Mid-Missouri Facebook page. So you can see the latest addition to the Wake Up Mid-Missouri family. Does it, is it as odd for you to say my husband now instead of my fiancé? As it is odd for me to hear you say my husband? And I don't mean uh, to like...
4: Yeah, I keep saying fiancé. It's like I just got used to saying fiancé instead of boyfriend. And now I I just got to switch up again. Saying husband is... A little jarring for just a second. Like, oh, yeah, I have one of those now. And
2: Brandon has a problem hearing that word because he's been having a girlfriend for a while now. And he still can't still has trouble saying the word.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I heard she really enjoyed the wedding,
0: by the way. What is it the chicks get whenever they go to a wedding? Uh, wedding fever. Yeah, uh, yeah,
4: it's a thing. I yep. I experience the same thing.
0: <laughs> it is a real thing. I had n- yeah, it's a real thing. Uh, so with her uh, wedding pictures, <laughs> Hannah has I had never experienced that before. Uh, a statewide politician even commenting on producer Hannah's wedding photos.
4: Any guesses, real quick? Yep, <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe commented and left a nice message of congratulations so how
0: about that did he explain why he wasn't at the wedding
4: <laughs> he's a busy guy <laughs> come on
0: but he he was invited john he was he's running for something isn't he? he's running for uh running for governor
4: and i know in his family they have a wedding coming up so they're extra busy on top of his campaign stuff so i do not blame the guy
0: yeah but it was cool that it is seriously um Anytime folks take part in what's happening here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, we do appreciate those kind of things. It's really cool. All right. Anybody else got any? Tom
2: it, says he got 56 bucks this year.
0: F- back on the gas tax.
2: Oh, yeah. Lots of people are saying that, that they're getting their money's worth.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, you know, why not? Um, it's...